So, welcome to episode five, even though I've wrote episode four on the screen there, damn it. <laughs> episode five of The Ordinary View. Today we are looking at fitness myths, fitness pitfalls, some common mistakes that people make in the fitness industry. Um, once of which again, there are many. Very many. Smoke and mirrors throughout. Once again, hosts are myself, guys of JDC Fitness. Find me at jdcfitness.co.uk and Hunter of Average Fitness, where you can find him on Facebook and Instagram at the same, and TikTok as well. So, do you want to get the ball rolling with it? Can do, yeah. So, as Guy says, we're going to be talking about um, common mistakes, uh, common myths that have become, you know, a thing over time. Um, we've, we've touched on a few of them in the past, obviously. Um, and there's, there's lots and lots and lots of them. So, by all means, if anybody listening live wants to jump in with any that they've heard that we haven't covered yet um, or anything like that, then by all means do so on Facebook Live chat. So I thought the, I've kind of broken the, the ones that I've written down into three different sections. Um, we're going to go big picture towards the end, but I thought we'll start with some really specific ones. So the first one I've written down is probably, in my opinion, the most common, which is lift weights to build muscle and do cardio to lose weight or lose fat. Yeah. So Thoughts on that? that uh, yeah, so people, people automatically think that that shouldn't be doing weights. It's, everybody thinks cardio and running and fitness classes and stuff is the thing is the thing for losing weight. When really, it's definitely not. The mm. I've 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 got clients who signed up to do PT with me, surely since uh, only because they've seen a post where I said no cardio. And yeah. they're like, I don't do cardio in my uh, PT sessions. I don't tell people yeah. to do cardio. I tell them if they want to do cardio, go do cardio. And the way I always explain it to people is, think of your car. If you take your car for a service, that's your cardio. You're looking after the insides. You're looking after the engine, keeping it running good. Cardio is really, really good for keeping your cardiovascular healthy, making you work better, like, yeah, just keeping you healthy sort of thing. But yeah, your weight and your resistance training is your body work, what you want it to look like. And that's how I always explain it to people. Um, yeah. Don't get us wrong. I'm not saying don't do cardio at all. We all want to be healthier. Yeah. We all want to be fitter. That's what the that's what fitness should be. It shouldn't just be about what you look like. Um, but killing yourself on the treadmill for an hour, um, just just for the sake of wanting to lose weight, yeah, isn't right. You should be well. That's the same for both, though, as well. The gym should be a place of the the resistance work. Sorry, should be making you start move better, more functionally better, yeah. to get better quality of life. So the both should be that. You, the goal shouldn't be weight loss from in that respect. Yeah, it shouldn't be just weight loss. I like the way you put it. I can't remember if it was last week or just in general conversation where you've said um, cardio has its place. And I think that like is literally the, the perfect way to look at it is don't, not, don't discount cardio, but don't pick it just for a specific reason as in yeah. weight loss. Because if you're going to pick an exercise for weight loss, cardio isn't even, isn't even close to being as, as effective as resistance-based training. But we've obviously touched on before um, whether you're actually going to do it or not. Are you going to put, if you love running, if you love swimming, if you love dancing, then that's absolutely fine. But choose it for that reason. Basically choose it for a positive reason. I think that applies to like literally everything you do in your life. Choose to do something because it's a, for a positive reason. And if the positive reason is to lose weight, you don't need it. It's, it's, that's different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's a very, very easy yeah, Something I think it's a very easy mistake well. to it's an easy mistake to make because 
when you do cardio, it, it is difficult, especially if you're me or someone as unfit as me. It's difficult to do. And you think, well, this is difficult. Therefore, it, um, it must be doing me good. You know, um, like a no pain, no gain thing, which I'm going to come on to later. Um, I've seen that one. And, and when, you, um, when you're running or you're, you know, whatever, you're playing football, etc., you're sweating loads and you think like this is burning fat. That's just not how it works. That's just not the same thing, you know. And again, as you've said, cardio has its place and it's important and it shouldn't be discounted altogether. But don't do it for the sake of weight loss. That just isn't, yeah. that is not a true, a true um, statement. Like it, it is, as well, like if that I, um, I made that video on one minute fit tips about the couch to 5k, like seen mm. it loads over the past 12 months in lockdown where people were trying to do the couch to 5k and like people weren't sticking to it. Of course, they weren't going to stick to it because there were people who didn't like running, but they thought that this 5k was the answer. Like, yeah, go out it running is, three times a, a week. But yeah. if you had just went out on five, you would have five walks, five one hour walks every day would have been would have accumulated more progress more yeah. changes with less like pain yeah it's a strange thing isn't it that like when you are in a position where you want to better yourself from a health point of view whether it be get slimmer or be healthier or whatever running is the first thing people think of i don't i don't know why that is because it's not even i wouldn't even put it in the top 20 of, of you know best activities to get into in terms of overall health it's great for your lungs and your heart but that's about it really it's pretty much bad for everything else so why is it the first thing that people think of when you think I'm going to get fit? I'm going to get fit enough to run a marathon or a great enough run or a 5k or whatever. It's a very strange mentality, but it just seems I've to be just, a common, a common thing. I literally just seen a post on Instagram by ESG fitness. And I've actually spoke to her about being a guest on the show. Cause she does a podcast. Oh, is that the one you shared on your Instagram? I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and her post, the, her post the other day, which I seen today was um, people often overestimate what they've got to do and underestimate what they could have done. Like the overestimate, like, right, I've got to go to the gym. I've got to starve myself. I've got to, I've yeah. got to go on runs and stuff where if they had just done some little changes, they would have had a lot yeah. more progress. Yeah. All right. Cool. Do um, you want to do one? Uh, yeah. So I know this, I know this one ties in with one that you've done on there on mm. your list. And uh -huh. I'm just going to go big picture with it. And it's meal timing. So yeah. meal timing the biggest one in meal timing on the under the umbrella of meal timing is no carbs on after eight o'clock or after six o'clock. Like, what the hell? That that's just insane. Me, your body doesn't know the, what time it is. It doesn't matter what you're eating. Um, yeah. Sorry, it doesn't matter what time you're eating. The only thing I would say in regards to meal timing is it's personal preference. Like, I perform better if I've had something to eat. I would probably say an hour and a half before the gym. Yeah. If I've had if I've had something an hour and a half before the gym, any closer to that time period, and I feel yeah. like I feel sluggish and heavy, especially if I am doing like kickboxing or something. So I would say about yeah. ninety minutes for me, and I feel like I have a better performance. But that might not, certain, but that's not always necessarily the case because I used to train faster at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, which rolls into the next point where people there's the there's the fitness myth that fasted cardio and uh, fasted cardio burns more fat and stuff like. Mm -mm. That is made up. And then fasted weight training LA is you, you can't build muscle in the fasted weight training. I used to train at yeah. six o'clock in the morning, exercise for less, and I was in the best shape of my life when I was there. Like, yeah. and I was I training at six o'clock in the morning. I wasn't eating until probably about ten yeah. o'clock. It was just I think all of I think all of those things, meal timing is very, very important if you are in a specific sport. 
um, what you eat and when. Like, for example, there was a really famous um, quote from, I can't remember if it was Wayne Rooney, possibly. And yeah. he said something along the lines of, um, in a tweet or something, um, lunchtime kickoffs in football are awful for the players because you have to eat your carbs, your pasta, and et cetera, X amount of time before. I think it was 90 minutes. It might have been two hours. And it's, it's awful wolfing down pasta at 10 o'clock in the morning, was basically what he said. And the overwhelming response was, you're getting paid a quarter of a million pounds a week, mate. You should be able to eat dog food if you have to. Do you know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> but, but his point was right. Is like, they, they have to eat a certain thing. You talked about the rugby, um, the rugby thing last week. Uh, oh, sorry, Ross mentioned the rugby guys last week where they all came in and had that, that everything set out for them. Um, and that's important if you're an athlete. Those myths are not actually myths. They're just, they're just not really relevant to 99.5% of the population. And I think that's where that kind of comes from, isn't it? That whole, yeah. don't eat after this time, you know, fasted this, fasted that. Yeah, okay, you might have a better performance in the gym if you've had X, Y, and Z beforehand. But is that really going to affect you or me or any of our listeners? No. Not for the general, the general lot of it, um, which no. leads straight into the absolute painstaking um, anabolic window. Yeah, I've written that for, down those, as well. for those that don't know what the anabolic window is, it's the myth that you must have a protein shake 30 minutes after you work out. It's total horseshit, he says, <laughs> as he's drinking his protein shake just after working out. <laughs> Where it comes from is nutrient <laughs> uptake will be better. Will you your body will take in nutrients a bit better after that time. Obviously, your body your body's all broken up, your muscles are all out of glycogen. So some mm. carbs, some protein afterwards is going to uptake and repair you quick. But the workout isn't wasted if I don't if I don't get any carbs yeah. half an hour that, protein shit. Yeah, there's that famous meme, isn't there, of the guy holding the other guy and he's like, he's missing his anabolic yeah. <laughs> He's losing all his yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, it's probably very similar to the last answer. If you're an athlete, then you probably want to have a protein shake to one side when you finish because that might make two percent difference. Overall, if you are an ordinary person, that's not really going to be an issue. If you forget to bring your protein shake with you to the gym, you haven't wasted your workout. Get over it. It's, you know, the it's only not thing that ruins your workout is not checking in on Facebook when you're doing it. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I mean, that's because you're doing it. Yeah, <laughs> that is how it works. Um, speaking of working out, obviously, um, the next thing I've got written down is working out is the best way to lose weight. Um, and again, that makes perfect sense. I think a lot of people will look at it and go, well, I lift, um, I lift weights. You're saying, you know, cardio isn't the best thing for, for losing weight. Lifting weights is, or, you know, whatever you're going to stick to is, et cetera, et cetera. Great. I'll do that. I'll add a little bit of, uh, into my routine. I'll have some protein shakes, et cetera, et cetera, and I'll lose some weight if you're in a calorie deficit and only if. So you can be in a calorie deficit without working out. I had a conversation with someone I work with um, and she didn't even know we even do this podcast. It was just a general conversation. She was like, oh, you know, I'm starving or, or whatever, whatever. Um, I'm doing the keto diet. I was like, <clears throat> <laughs> okay, <laughs> so why, you know? And, uh, and she started saying this, that, you know, the, you know, the, the, the usual stuff that, uh, that always comes out. Um, and she said, yeah, yeah, this, that. And then I started explaining, you know, it's, it's made up and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and she said, well, I've lost, I can't remember how much she said, Six pounds, I think it was, um, in X amount of time. I've checked my blood sugar levels. I am in ketosis. All right, okay, that's nice. Yeah, okay. You do know it's it's horseshit, yeah? No, 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 it's, it's <laughs> this, it's that. It's, you know, um, I'm on uh, I'm on under 1,000 calories a day. And I was like, Michelle, I need you to understand something. Weight loss is maths. If you 
If your calorie maintenance is 20 and you are under 20, whether you eat just mashed potato or just diet Coke, if you're under that number, you will lose weight. If you're over that number, you'll gain weight. That's how it works. No, no, no. Because the thing is, right? No, there is no, nothing else. And that's fine. If you don't want to eat carbs because you know your, your weakness is crisps and you need to cut them up, fine. But it is just the calorie deficit. That's all it is. So anyway, getting back to the original point, working out is a good way to get into a calorie deficit. Yeah. That's the key part. So it, yes, work out. Yes, get stronger. Yes, you'll change your body shape. You don't have to, but it is better to do. But the point is, it's not the best way to lose weight because the no. only way to lose weight is to be in a calorie deficit. This, that's actually going to lead us straight into two, two more points mm-hmm. that I've got wrote down anyway. So Over people overestimate the energy expenditure and underestimate the calorie consumption. So yep. you've just said that like, it's a good way to get into a calorie deficit. It definitely is. But what people think is, and I've said this numerous times, that they'll go to the gym and they'll work out and they'll have a good bloody workout. And then they'll sit on their ass all day because yeah. they're exhausted. And they're like, right, I've done it. I've done the gym and stuff. When you look at the actual breakdown of your energy expenditure, how many calories your body's burning, a workout, an hour workout is literally 5%. Yeah, Your body sitting there doing nothing is something daft, like 50, 60% of it, breaking yeah. down foods, another 10%. And then the rest is what we always talk about. And that's moving more. Yeah. Just your non-exercise attributed thermogenesis. Moving about, your need get your need up, park at the back of the place. How come I said that when I was in mid But the other you episode, on the when I had to, when I had to yeah. see it, you were like, "Do you want to tell them what need is?" I was like, uh, "It's a, it's a something with a something." <laughs> yeah, I was um, thinking that while you were talking, but I wasn't going to put you off by praising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a totally. Calories, I think that's, was she only on yeah. a thousand calories? Yeah, it's um. Yeah, we've had the conversation. She knows how I feel about it. Um, but what I, was, what I was trying to explain what I was trying to explain is you know the, the point was yes you're losing weight not because of carbs you're losing weight because of deficit that's why you're losing the weight and that's what we talked about is not necessarily just knowing what works but why it works so that you can yeah. adapt because you can't not eat carbs forever and you know so we had that conversation it's just the other conversation was yeah the other conversation was why why a thousand you know, there's no way that you're, you know, given given how tall she is, etc. There's no way that her maintenance is less than. Ass. No, there's no there's no way that um that you know her maintenance calories will be under eighteen hundred, two thousand. It's just not possible, you know. Um, and you know, anyway, you know, like I say, we had the conversation, and she uh, she took what I said with a pinch of salt, I'm sure, but um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's it. It all comes back to the same thing, which is that. She, the marketing of keto diet and every diet has been so intense that they've skipped the important stuff and just got to the, to the bullshit. They've gone yeah. straight past the use this as a tool and straight to this is the be all and end all. Yeah. You know, it's, that's, just, that's just not a good way to, to approach the situation. Karen's wrote in the chat, I love carbs. Me too. I could <laughs> not go without carbs. Five o'clock was the longest. I made it from nine, nine or five. Yeah. And I was like, nah, screw this shit. <laughs> Um, your turn. Roll the dice. I'm just crossing out the ones we've kind of touched on without um without actually going into them in, in any but, detail. Uh, yeah, um, I'll just so, I'll just run off that one then with one more that okay. I wrote that that thing on there. And um, when we're mm-hmm. talking about them thousand calories, because if she's listening, then if she does listen to the podcast after you told her about it, <laughs> then she's gonna be like, right, right, right. So why shouldn't that be on a thousand calories? Because you can't stick to it. 
if you're yeah. too low, if they hate her, I don't know this woman from Tom, but if mm. her calories are, I really, really don't think she'll be. I, I would, I would struggle to recommend someone be on a thousand calories unless yeah. there was a certain reason why. Um, but like you, you're gonna, you're gonna be miserable. You're gonna move less, so you're gonna, your needs gonna drop down. You're not gonna, you're not gonna get that energy expenditure, um, mm. and then you're just gonna end up doing what we all do: fall off the wagon. There's no mm. adherence. You're just not going to do it. Diet until yeah. low just doesn't work. Your slow and steady wins the race. I'm going to scribble these out. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, the, the next one, actually, which is probably relevant, is targeted fat loss. So moving away from like calorie deficit, et cetera, et cetera. Let's just assume that someone is being guided, i.e. by a PT, um, into a deficit, et cetera, to lose, to lose weight. The number one question is, how do I lose fat off my X, Y, or Z? And we've yep. touched on this many times, and I'm sure we'll touch on it many times in the future. Does not exist. Does not exist in the natural world. You cannot target where you <clears throat> lose fat from. You can do 900 to 1,000 sit-ups a day, every day, and it's just still going to sit underneath that layer of fat. Muscle mm -hmm. always lies underneath fat. You need to burn the fat off to say it. So how do you burn the fat off? You gain more muscle, you burn, you have calories, you burn more calories at rest because you need the calories need to go into their muscles and you go into calorie deficit, job done. Yep. All right. What else have we got written down here? Da, 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 da. I'm okay. going to jump straight so, in with... I was going yeah, to okay, go on. No, I was no, going to say, um, while we're still talking about diets and stuff, meal plans, and I'll, if there's any other like PTs and that, like watching... They, they might actually got, get themselves ruffled up a bit, but I, I don't ever prescribe or recommend meal plans to clients. I give a calorie plan, I give a calorie yeah. target and a protein target, and that's yeah. it. With a meal plan, one, how am I meant to know what you like? Yeah. Like, if you give me a, if you give me a meal plan and on Wednesday I have chicken curry and rice, I'd be like, I don't like chicken curry. That's it. <laughs> like, okay, first of all, chicken curry is... Second of all... <laughs> um, yeah, I think you're now? absolutely right. Are you vegan? The, yeah. <laughs> the, um, the, no, the one thing that, you, that I was thinking when you were starting to kind of get into your point was um, there's just too many variables. You can't, you can't responsibly say to somebody, you should eat this or this or this. What you can say is you should stick to this calorie plan or you might say, well you know, what's worked for me is X amount of calories allocated for breakfast with a little bit of, you know, of a plus or minus, and then, you know, try and stick to meals. And if they, if you say, well, I want a snack, you know, because of the shifts I do, I need to have a snack at 11 o'clock because I start really early in the morning or whatever, whatever, then you could build a kind of plan around that. But if you said, if you as a PT said to me as a client, oh, you should have, you know, a handful of peanuts at 11 o'clock, I'd be like, what, what's the point? I'd rather have... Uh, uh, you know, one, one slice of bread in a sandwich or whatever do you know what uh, I mean? yeah. like it's you know I would I would automatically just go well I'll do what I want based on the same numbers because it's just a numbers game so yeah, yeah I think you're absolutely right I think if I if and when I do um, <laughs> fully qualify as a PT and have some legitimacy to the, all my you know opinions um, I would be exactly the same I'd be right yeah, there so like everybody's different everybody's got different meals everybody's got different situations like stuff that they're like eating that so I give them a calorie plan. That's like, it's not, then you're not changing your diet as well. Eat what you're currently eating. Yeah. Put it into my fitness pal. Yeah. And see, see if you're eating too much of that or if that's like really high calorie dense. 
and you're like, oh, yeah. I probably should tame it back a bit on there. And you're learning what foods yeah. that you like and what works for you. I think learning, actually, that's a really, really good point, which we should probably go into a bit more detail. Things like, um, I think that's where places like Slim and World um, are actually decent in that, in that actually, one tiny, actually, tiny bit. We're winning a war. We are winning a war. Slim and World. No, no, like, no, the, us, the, the, the world. Us assholes who've been attacking them on social media were actually winning a war. So as of last week, uh-huh. all the coaches at <laughs> Slimmer World have been going on. They've been going on um, training. They've been doing training. And their, right. their training is to, they have to relay their training then in their next group meeting. And guess okay. what? For the first time since it's ever opened, and uh-huh. for the first time, one of our clients tells us that because she's, she's in the Slim World chats and that, that the, uh, it's the first time you've ever heard it mentioned. They mentioned two words: calorie deficit. No way. They wow. admitted calorie deficit. So I think there's an overhaul coming. I think over the next mm-hmm. twelve weeks, Slim and World's going to fall in line, and they have yeah. to. And well, the thing is, great. Yeah. And I'll leave. I'll leave that alone. What I was going to say about them was the the way that obviously you know they have. They and every other diet club, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I don't want to just bang on about them because there's plenty of others just as bad, to be fair. Yeah. Um, the way that they um, approach it is probably based on a good intentions. It's probably based on a good theory. It's just been executed wrong, which obviously happens, you know, yeah. all over the world in every industry. And it's based on the theory of if we attribute sins, although I would have chosen a different word because, you know, we'll get into that. But if you attribute a higher number of you know, you can't have as many of these. It's to educate people. These foods are calorie dense and these foods aren't. And that concept is it. That's that's yep. literally it. You know, I'm sure you've done the same. I'll, you know, Louise will suggest something for tea and I'll have a quick glance at the calories and go, now there's a lot of calories <laughs> in that. Like, you know, and then yep. some others you go, oh, actually that's like, that's pretty good. You can have like seven of them and you, you know, you'll be fine. And that's, that's what it is. We'll that's because yep. if you know, I need to stick under this number. Well, if you want those sausages with your mash, then you need to make a sacrifice somewhere else. And that's fine. Do that then. You know what I mean? So the, I think the, the biggest fair, thing I can say to someone who wants to know about, about what calories are um, dense and heavy dense and which calories yeah. are bad. Like there isn't a good food. There isn't healthy food. Yeah. Food's food. It's calories. Yeah. It's, an, it's a measurement of energy. That's another I conversation say, I had at work actually. Yeah. Is, go um, to Google and search for volume eating. And yeah. that will explain everything you need to know. What is volume eating? Volume yeah, that's eating. That's a good idea is eating a shit ton of food that is low calories. Like Makes you feel this full. Why, this is why so many like, fruit and veg is so high on everybody's list is yeah. you eat a ton of it, yeah. it's low calorie, and it's filling. Like I, yeah. I put a post on my story the other week and it started with a frying pan and I had like, it was 112 calories and it was a load of veg. And then I threw me chicken in and knocked it and knocked oh, yeah, yeah. like 316. And then I put me carbs and then I put the rice in at the end and it was like 556 yeah. calories. Um, which sounds a lot to anybody in the unknown 556 sounds a lot but it Mm. was a big ass dog bowl full of chicken rice uh, veg peppers and that 556 calories 56 grams of protein a big mac is 550 calories with a big mac you also get a large coke or a milkshake and Mm. um, fries and guess what I eat this big mac and chips two hours later probably less than two hours later you're full. You're not full. Sorry, you're starving again. 
with yeah. the big bowl of chicken and rice and stuff. And I hate saying chicken and rice because it sounds like, oh, chicken mm-hmm. and rice, boring food. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm working with on the other day. I was full, like, for, I think, a good four or five hours. And to film yeah. me for a good four or five hours is a hard task. Unprecedented times, yeah. <laughs> I had a, um, a very brief conversation with someone at work, another person at work, who said, um, I'm having X, Y, and Z for me dinner. I can't even remember what it was now. Um, is this healthy? And I was like, well, yes. what do you mean? Well, is this healthy? He says, well, it depends what you mean. Do you mean it has X, Y, and Z nutrients in it? Because I don't know. I mean, you'll have to have a look at the, the instructions. Do you mean for weight loss? Do you mean for muscle? Like, it depends what your definition of healthy is. But healthy is such a buzzword. And I totally get where she was coming from. Yeah. I think what she meant was, what she meant was, is this a lot of calories for what it is? Yeah, that is exactly what they mean, but don't know they mean. And that, yeah. you hear it all the time. Um, I meant, go right. nuggets. What's next? What's next? Let me have a look here. Okay, so getting away from um, dieting, food-based, and more exercise-based. I've yep. got a couple, which are pretty much the same, but are just worded very differently, which yep. is lightweights slash high reps get you toned. And specifically for women, because I hear this, I would say 99% of the time, lifting weights make you look manly slash bulky. Yeah. And I think both of those things are kind of, it, they're kind of, again, based on probably the right idea, but have just been completely twisted. It's the, mean it's, a, something it's the different. Of the stigma around it, isn't it? The, yeah. The, 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 as soon as you say to a woman weight training or anything, the automatically mm. think female bodybuilder massive. And we've yeah. said this before, to get massive bodybuilder, you need to be eating it. Like, what the hell? I mean, rocks like fifteen to 20,000 calories a day. That's like yeah. some mega thing. You need to be eating for it and training for it. You yeah. need to be doing stuff to get there. Mm-hmm. Doing weights is going to make you look better. 100%. I think um, the whole, the whole uh, concept around lifting light weights but doing more reps, um, I'm not sure, again, where that came from in terms of like that makes you look toned and and lifting heavy weights makes you look so bulky. Where it's you coming know. from? It's coming from um, it's coming from rep ranges. So uh. people are thinking like, obviously for strength based gains, you mm. would go heavyweight, low volume. So you yeah. would you would go where you can manage five reps and that's yeah. it, and a big long rest, and then you would do like five sets of that. Whereas for hypertrophy, with for muscle mm-hmm. gain to look better, you would go lighter weight. And this is what this lighter weight problem 10 to 12 reps lighter weight is it, it went, it's the right information, like we said earlier, um, yeah. but done wrong because yeah. progressive overloads over here and it's scared because it people are going into the gym and they're picking up the eight kilo dumbbells or the 10 kilo dumbbells, weight is relative to what you can lift. And they're pressing, say, say they're shoulder pressing, they're shoulder yeah. pressing them weights for 12 reps, three sets, 12 reps every week. Yeah. And they're not seeing progress. And the yeah. progress comes from the term progressive overload and yeah. not to go too scientifically because this is the ordinary view for the ordinary people. What that means is every single time you go in the gym, you need to be improving from the last week. So obviously the first and the easiest way to, and I know this is on one of your bulletins, so I'm going to, I'll try and pull it in as well. Yeah. Is, the, the, obvious re, the obvious way to progressively overload is to constantly add more weight. And I yeah. say this with absolute sincerity, you do it when, one, you can hit your target rep. So if we're saying three tens, three sets, 10 times, lifting the weights 10 times, and then break three times all, overall, 30 reps. Mm-hmm. Um, when you can do that in a safe manner, 
So your form is perfect. You can lift it up nice and easy, nice and controlled, and you hit them targets, and uh, you're comfortable with that. Next week, slightly, slightly raise it up. Go to the next dumbbell. If the next dumbbell is too heavy, you can dial it back, and instead of going for three sets of 10, you go for three sets of 12. So your progressive overloaders became more volume than more weight. If you can't do it for 12, you slow the 10 reps down, and you've got your progressive overload through time under tension. The muscles yeah. are working for a longer time. I think um, the, the whole Don't know what issue around... I've got a bit clever there for myself. <laughs> <laughs> the whole issue around um, lightweights, high reps, get you toned. As, I, I don't even know. Like, I think when people say that, when they're first getting in, because everybody, I thought that when I first started getting in the fitness industry. Oh, that's, in fact, I'm pretty sure, it was a long time ago, like, but I'm pretty sure I was taught that when I was learning to, you know, I was doing my level two gym instructor course. I'm pretty sure that's what the instructor said was yeah. gets you toned. What does toned mean? <laughs> toned doesn't even toned doesn't even mean anything. No. Toned to me means <laughs> you can see the muscle more than you used to. Yeah. As in, you know, if you flex your arm over six weeks later, if you look more toned, it basically means your muscles aren't bigger, but they're more defined. Well, let's just think about that. How would that be the case? You've lost a little bit of fat. That's uh, what that means. Your muscle, you've, gained a bit of muscle mass. you've probably gained a little bit of muscle mass, not much in terms of uh, noticeable because you haven't been lifting heavy, heavy weights. And you've probably lost a little bit of fat because you've been lifting weights and burning calories and et cetera, et cetera. And your muscles are potentially a little bit more dense, although that's probably negligible. But that's what toned means. It means the layer of fat between your skin and your muscle is reduced slightly and your muscles haven't grown a lot. Lifting, lifting light weights and doing high reps, that's not, that's not the way to, to do that necessarily. There's a bunch of different ways to do that. And I think what you're kind of saying is if you want to make strength gains, if you want to look bigger, um, be stronger, look stronger, et cetera, is do everything. Lift your heavy weights. And then the next time you do that exercise, change your rep range and lower your weights and do more reps. And then the next time you do it, do uh, longer time and attention, slower, lower rest, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So which, I, as you say, is the, the other point, which was only adding weight is, is, is like, not a good way to, to progress. It's not. More yeah. more plates doesn't always mean more dates. That's one of the big things that goes around the bro world. <laughs> more dates, more more plates equal more dates. That's what all the bros say. Yeah. Um, but no. But what is that? That's just ego, and that's just, just um, that's just social media. I think we've probably all, well, maybe not all, but, I'm sure a lot of people have seen the video of I forget the guy's name where he's he's trying to lift whatever it is on his incline bench press and he basically <laughs> rips his chest off. Oh, Devin, um, Devin, Devin, Devin. I, I've seen the thumbnail for it where his chest like over here, his over here, and he's yeah. all, the rest of his body's still just in the yeah. position. Like, oh, but no. what's what's happened there? What's gone wrong? This is a professional bodybuilder, I want to say, or maybe a powerlifter. I'm not too sure. I think he's a bodybuilder. Um, I think he was, but what he was wearing, I would say, bodybuilder. I, yeah, I, I turned yeah. it off as soon as I seen the clip. Like, this is a guy who clearly knows what he's doing, or you would think, um, had, you know, professionals around him. He's with some of the most well-known, you know, kind of um, weightlifters in the world with him in the gym there. And he's managed to basically think he can lift a lot more than he can. And he's had a life-changing injury on the back of it because he's trying to add more weight than, than he could handle. What he probably should have done, and I'm sure what he'll agree with, is that there's lots of other ways to make those gains and then step up basically adding more weight is the most dangerous way to add progressive overload you know if you're not doing it in a controlled manner so my main that's what i mean yeah so like, that's yeah, the most 100. risky just, way yeah. just throw it like i say when you can do it safely 
small mm. type say slowly increase the weight and that's what i do with my clients like it'll be 2.5 five kilos extra each session as long as on the last session they hit them targets and it was nice and comfortable on the like yeah. how did that feel on a scale of one to ten quick yeah. question there um shoot i know you've said this here yes but i've forgotten the reasons why do you not input exercise into my fitness pal so okay so do you want to say before we both can but i'm just going to say as much as i love my fitness pal they are utter utter dickheads because this was an error when they made the app and now everybody kicked off about it to be able to turn that feature off they can only turn that feature off if you're a premium member (laughs) you cannot you cannot make your error a paid for feature Mate, that's like, business, right? That's DLC. It. That's business, but it's dickhead business. <laughs> business 101 makes people pay for something that they should just get for free. <laughs> like, so the, reason, the reason you shouldn't do that is when you work out your calorie um, target, as in your, your maintenance calorie level, is that takes into account whether you are exercising regularly or not. To be yep. fair, you probably could use that feature if, for example, you've set up your MyFitnessPal to say, I am lightly <clears throat> active, so I... Sit at the desk most of the day, but I walk to and from work. It's 20 minutes each way. And, and I work out once, twice a week, right? So you put in, I'm lightly active based on X, Y, and Z. If you then, for whatever reason, that week, work out five times that week, you could add in, I worked out today as a bonus, or I work out today when I wouldn't normally. And that would make a difference to your overall calories. But your calorie maintenance level is worked out based on the fact that you are exercising on a regular basis or as regularly as you've said you are so if you have worked out your calorie maintenance level is 2100 that's already taken into account with the exercise that you're doing so if you then start adding in exercise it's going to give you bonus calories that you haven't actually earned yeah so um, if you had and to, it just makes I, it complicated essentially the way i say it is like if you if your calorie target for the day is 2500 and then mm. my fitness pal picks up that you've worked and you've ate 500 calories. So let's keep these round numbers. You're 2,500 uh, calories, 2,000 calories per day. You've ate 500. So you're sitting at 1,500 left for the day. You go to the gym and you burn 500 calories on the treadmill. My fitness pal now puts that back up to 2,000 calories. So you've lost yeah. your 500 calorie deficit because you think, oh, I've got to eat. And it says available food that 2,000 calories. Um, it all, that's why I've got my watch disconnected from my fitness pal because it picks up my steps and it kind of puts yeah. my steps into my fitness pal. And then I'll look at them like, damn, I've still got 2,800 calories, Steve. Yeah. So what you could do, again, if you wanted to, but in my opinion, it's overcomplicated, is it. when you first set up your my fitness pal, or you can go in and change it as and when, is put in that you are inactive and then add in every time you do a workout. Mm. I don't think that's a smart way to go because you're, nah. you're looking at it in too narrow of a time frame. What you want to do is say, generally speaking i am lightly active or active or very active or whatever and generally speaking i work out twice a week and i'm just going to assume that's the case if something dramatically changes by all means change it but if you're looking at it on a day-to-day basis you're looking too narrow you want to just take a step back and look at it over a week a fortnight a month ideally as long as you possibly can while you're still counting the calories and that way is just simpler it's just simpler 100 100 just Use my fitness pal to work out your calories. Don't let it do your exercise. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good good way to put it. All right. Yeah. Go on, then you've probably got one now, okay? 
We've, to- we've done a full episode on this when we're talking about supplements, but I'll throw it in here as well because it is a fitness myth and it's done with the mar- it's done in the marketing world is people prioritise supplements, especially when they're new to the game and new to working mm. out, getting in shape, whatever it may be. The What should I be taking? Yeah. Nothing. You don't need supplements. Supplements are there to supplement your diet. <laughs> I was a supplement company's wet dream when I started. Yeah. I tried every fat burner, every product. Every time I opened a magazine, I was like, yep, on my way, to, on my way home, I'm on my way to uh, Deep Blue, and I'm going to pick that up. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, but you don't need them. Creatine's good. Whey protein, to get an extra bit of protein in. That's it. BCAs, that's shit. It's just expensive taste and water. Do not buy BCAs. Uh, test boosters don't work, especially if you're getting them from a shop. Um, fat burners don't work. They're just a pre workout. Is fat burner just boosts your heart rate essentially? Is that what that is? Is that why it does uh, yeah. So, so like generally the speaking, tel- the, it's again, it's the supplement industry. There's evidence to say that CLA and green tea extract and fucking hell, what else? Uh, raspberry ketones, we'll just say them. Yeah, they can help burn fat. So, of course, every, every supplement company under the thing was like, hey, product raspberry ketones, put them in the blender. I uh, like fat burner, like. That's so marginal, but they just right. throw these ingredients at you and then they just fill it for a caffeine so you can feel it working. Right. And yeah, you might not mm. eat for a little bit because you're stimmed off your tits and you didn't work, you're not hungry, um, but fat burners just don't work. They're just absolute bullshit, even if they come in a fancy, explosive-looking packaging. Yeah, yeah. Marketing is the downfall of many industries, like, isn't it, really? It's the absolute bane <clears throat> of the fitness industry. Absolute bane of it. So my next one on my list is um, one we've kind of touched on, so I'll just run through it. Um, best exercises for your abs, um, a variety. Do a variety of exercises to strengthen your core. If you want to see your abs be in a calorie deficit for a sustained period of time, not just one day here and there, you can make a difference without being in a calorie deficit. I can notice if I turn my body at a very, very specific angle and turn the bathroom light off but have the passageway light on, I can glimpse one ab just on the corner because I've been doing some exercises, you know, uh, pull-ups and a little bit of core, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm not in a calorie deficit and I have, I won't be, I might be like two or three days a week. I'm generally yeah. kind of maintaining. Um, so I'll not see a six pack. That's not how it works. But yeah. you can make very, very slight difference to kind of how your body composition looks um, without being in a calorie deficit. But if you want, if you don't have a six pack now and you want a six pack, be in a calorie deficit and do exercises to strengthen your core but there is no best exercise for abs. Um, doesn't exist. I, I don't prioritize ab training in my workouts because your abs get hit if you work <laughs> compound exercises, and that's yeah. what you should be doing. So you're working your, you're working your core when you're deadlift. You're working your core like when you, when you brace for a stand and shoulder press. Your yeah. core's getting worked throughout. The only things that don't is isolations where you're like bicep yeah. curls, triceps. And, and then I'll do a little bit of abs at the end to help uh-huh. along the way. Um, yeah, I think that's. There, I noticed. Your... Um, I noticed when I was filming videos for my YouTube channel, I would <coughs> find myself saying the same exact things at the start of every single workout, which was um, keep your core engaged, core nice and tight, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I was like, the amount of exercises where you have to keep your core tight is pretty much, like you say, all really? the common really? ones, and even some of the isolation ones, depending on whether you're sitting, standing, etc. Like I said to my clients, your like, core oh, gets bench hit. press. Yeah, they'll they'll roll, they'll set up, they'll roll back. 
and this is what everybody does and they'll they'll start bench pressing and then they'll start to struggle and I'm like you haven't got your core engaged so plant your feet push your feet into the floor tighten your stomach and then the reps are easier because you've got full body yeah. tension because yeah. the core's working and so that's why I think I, I, if I, we that's just... why I don't like bench pressing with people on, with, with your feet on the bench I'm like why yeah why would, yeah. You, make, why would you make it harder for yourself but not in a way to improve. Like yeah. Again, it. when I was uh, when I was doing my training course way back, um, that is one thing the instructor said, which I, I remember quite vividly. Someone asked him, like someone in the class asked him, like, do you say like bench with your feet on the floor or on the bench? And he went, well, the thing is, it depends what you want because putting your feet on the bench is a quicker way to die. And I was like, fucking hell, me. I, <laughs> I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna make us like really hate this guy. That thought he was gonna say, and everyone was like, feet on, you'll get better. Yeah, everyone was like, "What?" And he was like, "You've got more chance of dropping the weight on your neck if you have your feet on the bench." And I was like, "Well, I mean, he has got a fucking point, like." So yeah, there's that. Um, but yeah, I think just if we just briefly touch on you mentioned compound exercises, and again, that's probably a, a kind of a buzzword that, that yeah. some people don't really understand. Compound exercises are basically your deadlift, squats, and and chest press of whatever variety, um, and a kind of you know they engage. A, more than just one muscle or more than yep. just one muscle group, um, <clears throat> which is why they are so, why powerlifters, et cetera, are kind of based around those is because it kind of works your whole body. If you do squats, deadlifts, and chest press, you've basically worked a massive a proportion of your body without oh, doing yeah. any isolation exercises. <clears throat> and that's how a lot of my, a lot of my programs that I do with clients, if they're on a, if they're on a two day split, um, mm. we'll start off like, if I'm doing upper body, we will have even though it's even though you're hitting a lot of lower body, I'll start with deadlifts and then move into bench press. There's two yeah. massive, massive uh, compound exercises, and then I'll start weaning through into smaller muscle groups and then finish them with the isolation, the ego yeah. lifts, the, the, these ones that fine tune it. But it's yeah. the compound exercises is working multiple muscles at the same time. That and leads I'm, into the nine next uh, thing on my list actually. If I can just jump in, um, yeah, skipping legs which is kind of the, the, the um, core of the fitness industry is like based around whether or not you skip legs, skip kind, of determines, yeah, kind of determines whether or not you're a serious fitness person or not. Um, and I think a lot of people underestimate um, working on their legs for a couple of reasons. One, because they're only interested in looking good, which is a, a bad reason to get into fitness, but it's, it's a very common reason. Um, but if you are interested in looking good, you are focusing on what people see most of, i.e. you've normally got pants on. So, you know, whereas you might have a, you know, a t-shirt or a, or a small top or whatever. So you want to focus on shoulders, delts, you know, biceps, et cetera. And I think skipping legs is probably the biggest mistake a person could make if they're just getting into, into fitness. Yeah. It makes an, un it makes an unbalanced physique. Um, if you're just top heavy as well. And yeah. also, it's a higher risk in, like injury if you're if you're just training upper body all the time. Like yeah. you're going to just wear their muscles out eventually. I remember being in the gym and hearing some some old school lifter say to somebody, uh, say to this kid, one of the kids that we were talking with, and he was like, uh, oh, "I hate leg day." And he was like, "Where's your balls?" <laughs> and he was like, "What?" And he was like, "Where's your where do you keep your balls?" And he was like, "What?" And he was like, "Your balls are in your legs." And he was like. I and he's like so train your legs and he just totally couldn't get his head around what it is but what he's saying is it's test testosterone in men and women great mm. thing well get get under that heavy bar release the testosterone get a flow and that's what grows muscle or that's what promotes a lot uh, of muscle growth 
Yeah. I just stuck with don't us when you asked, where's your balls? I was like, dude, you can't, you're like, in, you're like six, you can't be asking a 17-year-old kid where his balls are. I am not, I am not <laughs> waiting for the police to that come is the only context. <laughs> that is the only context in which it's appropriate to ask that kid that. But it stuck with us um, like that. Man. Yeah. I think as well, though, if we go back to compound exercises, you know, squats and deadlifts are, um, depending on your variety of deadlifts, predominantly, you know, lower back downwards in terms of the muscles that you're working. And if you are looking to lose weight, when you do compound exercises, because you're recruiting more muscles, then that causes more calorie burn, um, depending obviously on other factors in terms of how heavy the weight is. But if you're focusing on doing your legs and you're lifting heavy, then that is also going to, obviously build muscle in your legs and your glutes and help your lower back, which is just better for everyone, better for your posture, et cetera. But also you're going to look to lose some fat in there as well. Mm-hmm. 100%. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the opposite. I do too much legs and I'm the, I'm the opposite person. I, I, I need to stop skipping up my body day. No such thing, mate. <laughs> Every day is leg day. Hmm. I did it twice, twice last week and I was like, I just shouldn't have because I was just totally yeah. wrecked on both of them. Like, well, I'll tell you what then. Why don't we touch on the that, next point? Rest. Two seconds. That's actually that's actually the next two points, but I'm just going to pull back in because you said best exercises for abs. Yeah. And I'm just going, I've got best workout or best uh well best workout for fat loss. So yeah. I see it asked all the time. What's the best exercise or what's the best what's the best workout to do? So people say hit or tabata or resistance or something you're gonna do all the time. Something yeah. you would have had to, something you would have had to go to martial arts. There's yeah. a, a very walking, walking is the best thing uh, for, for weight loss. If you, you want to make extreme, lot, if you, uh, you wouldn't go to the gym a lot, yeah, walk, go walk. If you don't want to go to the gym, you don't want to do weights, walk. If you don't want to, if Get dog. Walking's too, if walking's too tame for you and you want to do, you want to do something, try martial yeah. arts. There is nothing bad about punching something, it is one of the best releases. I haven't kicked anybody for 12 months now. I was thinking actually on my day off last week, you know, I was telling you before we went live that I had three days at work coming up and I knew they were going to be awful. I was thinking to myself, this is the time today, on my day off is the time to go to East Meets West. Like that would be perfect um, because it would just get you in, in such a better mood, if nothing else. 100%. Um, but yeah, I think you're right in terms of, in terms of, you know, best workout for weight loss, best workout for whatever, whatever, is something you're going to stick to over a sustained period of time. Like it's no it good doing it once. Just touching back, because we always talk about resistance, this and this and this and this and working out. Um, you don't need to work out to lose weight. You can do it without it. I, I had a client years ago with a knackered back, um, set him a calorie uh, deficit plan, mm. didn't do any exercise whatsoever, Done, got on about his day, and then got a bit, lost a bit of weight, back started feeling a bit better, started doing more exercise, started doing walking and stuff. He could up yeah. his calories, but it was a low calorie thing, but you don't have to. So you got, yeah. um, I, I, I kind of did because I kind of did exercise. That's bullshit, but you can do it without it. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. That, that one's scribbled out. Moving on to rest. We've briefly touched on, you know, working out too much. We've touched on last week, especially when we're talking with Ross, um, <laughs> which I don't know if anybody who is listening now was listening last week. Uh, um, I was I was blown away I was blown away by A, how knowledgeable he was but also just how interesting the subject matter was but we touched on rest yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, we touched on rest and recuperation and my next point which was going to be um, mobility and stretching and whatnot Um, all of those things are potentially as or more important than working out because 
A, injury prevention, and B, actual muscle recovery, um, especially if you're lifting, I suppose, especially if you're lifting heavier weights. Um, if you're going at your progressive overload from an add more weight point of view, you've got to give those muscles time to recover. And that, I suppose that goes with cardio as well, you know? Um, maybe yeah. not to the same extent, but you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be, you know, killing yourself in the gym to to try and get a, a, a you know, X amount of minutes mile or whatever. Um, I don't even know what's a good, I, I do so little cardio, I don't even know what a good time is for a mile. Like two minutes, <laughs> 10 minutes? I'm better Google it. Like, if I ever do something on the treadmill, I'm Googling, I'm like, average speed, average time to complete a mile. How fast <laughs> does a toddler normally walk? <laughs> is my time compatible? Rest is so important in resistance as well. And I'm saying this loads from people who are coming from like a boot camp or like a Tabata class style thing. Like mm. they'll do that eight reps and then oh wait, right, and then it's rest. And they're like, try to pick the weights up. I'm like, chill, chill, rest. You need yeah. to rest to to progress. I didn't really want to yeah. say that because that just sounded like some really <laughs> cheesy fucking vanilla rice wrap. That's going cool, um, on a t-shirt. <laughs> put it on a t-shirt. But uh, you need to put that rest in and so many people are just used to just bam, 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 kill it. Like people yeah. being like, good job I've got wicked banter because like my hour, my hour sessions are literally just a banter session because it's like, yeah. right, eight reps down. What do I do now? Now we'll just chat shit. <laughs> yeah. People are like, they feel like they're not doing anything, but they're progressing massively. Of course, they're doing yeah. something when they're struggling to lift their weight, but there's so much downtime and people are yeah. so not used to it. You need, the reason why you have this rest, though, in all seriousness, is to allow the glycogen stores, the, allow your muscles to recover from the set mm -hmm. so you can work at a harder rate. If I just go 10 reps, two seconds gone, two more, 10 more reps, my muscles aren't working at full capacity. I want to give them the best chance to recover. Yeah. And that goes back to rep range. If, uh, what we talked about earlier if I'm aiming at strength and I'm going five reps for five sets I wouldn't have a 60 second rest between each set I would have a good two to three maybe four minute rest because yeah. I'm totally overloading my central nervous system and my muscles with the heaviest weights I can do yeah agreed all right, cool. Um, like I say, we touched on uh, mobility and stretching briefly in there as well um, very very important just for injury prevention uh, and also just makes you feel better if you're if you if you're carrying a knock, shall we say, if we use that term, then your muscles aren't going to be working at full strength. So if you can um, either add in specific workouts around mobility and stretching, fine. If you if your kind of uh, routine doesn't necessarily account for that, try and add it in at the end or before from a mobility point of view or whatever. Speak to your PT or um, or a coach or whatever about the specifics of that before you get kind of too heavy into it, I suppose. Uh, <clears throat> next one, not having a plan. Yes, going so, big picture now. Going big picture, not having a plan. Um, not having a plan and also not sticking to a plan. Mm -hmm. And this goes into the whole four weeks, six weeks, 30 day challenge stuff. Like, yeah, if you want to see results, you've got to stick with this shit. You didn't, you weren't be it fat overnight or skinny overnight like you've got to work on stuff to to get it so yeah you need a plan you need it's not not having a structured thing isn't going to work you need a plan where you go this is what i'm doing this week this is what i'm doing this session and this is what weights i need to be using this session yeah. every single client i work with i log their workout in my online app mm -hmm. so every, every client gets a gets an application for their mobile phone that that they can message me through, but they can also see that progress. Like if you were coming to train with me on tomorrow morning, you could click on your thing and you'll be like, right, this is what I'm doing today. 
Yeah. And it's that's good as well because I've got a couple of clients who will train twice a week with us and then they'll go to the gym on like the Saturday as well and they'll fire up that they'll fire up that app and they'll go, right, I'll do that yeah. again because I'm not going to yeah. do that. I'm not doing upper body until Wednesday next week. And that's that's an extra session in. Um, makes sense. So you need to have a plan at what you're doing, not just right, I'm going to go in and do arms, which yeah. leads us into splits as well, which you'll you'll see people say, I'm working chest. I'm working chest on Monday because it's International Chest Day. I'm working back on Tuesday. I'm going to do shoulders on Wednesday. Like, I don't agree with that. Why would I want to be hitting my body part once a week? If yeah. I want to, like, I could make a lot more progress doing less sessions, like maybe do two sessions. I'll do two full body sessions. Or mm-hmm. if I'm doing three sessions, I might, I'll just mix it up so I've got the more, I've, like, yeah. come on and do think- more. I think, um, I think again, that probably comes from the professionals downwards, which is, you know, if you're in a specific sport or if you're a bodybuilder or whatever, and you want to isolate that body part for a specific reason, that's absolutely fine. But for the ordinary person, for the average person, for me, for you, for all the listeners, that's just not, that's not even close to being the best way. If you prefer it that way, you know, I might prefer to just work on my shoulders. I don't know why, but if I did, and if I'm going to do that, then fine, I'll do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's but I think this just to dive quickly back onto the last point, not having a plan um is a bad idea. Having a plan for a reason, like this is the plan for this goal, as in I want to gain muscle, lose fat, whatever, whatever. That's what this plan is for. Just having a plan. I could write a workout routine and say, guys, follow this. And you'd be like, Yep, yeah, well, I'm following the plan. Where's the plan going? That's right. like having a car. Filling it with petrol, making sure your, your PSI is great on the tires. Where are you going? Not going anywhere. Well, what's the fucking point? Do you know what I mean? So yep. you've, you've got to have your plan to because you've got a destination to get to. And yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> um, As you were. <laughs> and pro, pro, program changing and program hopping. Like people jump programs for, for a couple of reasons. The first one, they're not same results. If the program works for one person, Mm. it works for everybody else with the same goals yeah if if you're not if if you're not if you're if that program that is working isn't working for you but you've got the same goals and you want you're not doing the program right it's as simple as that um and the other reason is marketing and his game has said like switch it up every six to eight weeks like why why do i want to go looking for a new program if my current program's working yeah, I switch my programs up bit by bit every couple of months. Yeah. Um, maybe just to just to keep it interesting for the clients. Keep it in, the yeah. same thing. But I think that's a big deal. Try is, to keep the core, know, like try to keep yeah. the core of it the same as long as it's working, and then after a while, I go right now. We'll go in a different direction for another. Because goal. it's not because it isn't literally the same. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like if yeah. I'm doing if I'm doing um, triceps, you know, and I'm doing uh, whatever exercise. I'm not lifting the exact same weight for the exact same reps every workout for six weeks. We've touched on this. You look to progressively overload the muscles. And yep. if that means um, changing the rep range or changing the weight or whatever, then that's not literally the same workout. Now, you might get bored of doing press-ups. You might get do- bored of doing pull-ups or squats or deadlifts or whatever. So you could do something different for a shorter period of time and then come back to it in a shorter period of time or whatever. But I think... I had a post about this on Instagram not so long ago, and I basically said, if you're changing your workouts more often than I kind of picked an arbitrary number and said, like, yeah, that's just not, that's not, that is not having a plan. Good work. That's just, that's just changing it. Do you know what I mean? Right. That's just changing it up just for the sake of it. And you might need to, 
once in a while. Yeah. A couple of months ago, I went for a run. That didn't fit with my plan. I just felt like it. I needed a change. So I went yeah. and had a run. Well, mostly walk. But like, that's, you know what I mean? You need Sometimes you need something just to freshen up your mind, just to go and do something completely different, go and have a game of football, go and use a punch bag for half an hour. If your goals are completely different, that's fine. But we've talked about the 80-20 rule. Stick to your plan 80% of the time and you'll get where you want to be. And I think the, the last point I've got written down, and I'm just conscious of time, we don't want to go on all night like we did last time, um, expecting big results quickly. So having a plan and knowing that it's a long-term plan. Nobody has achieved anything substantial in the short term ever. People win the lottery. That's not achieving something. Nobody has ever achieved something big in the short term. It's just not, it's just not a thing. So, so you're saying have like a long-term plan. Six, week, six weeks transformations that don't last. Yeah. And these six weeks transformations are you just get skinny. You don't like I've got clients who have took two months off with me, came back, and they managed to hardly put any weight on as much because the mm. goal the the changes that they've made have stuck and they've they've kept on with them. The things the they've learned. Stuck, yeah, yeah. And the the quality of that muscle that they created has allowed them to keep their strength as well. Yeah. Um so after a couple of sessions, they're back to where they were. Um, yeah, from muscle memory, they're, yeah. They come in, they're like, oh, I'm not going to be able to lift that. And I'm like, well, just dial it back and we'll like straight mm-hmm. away back, back to where they are. Yeah. <clears throat> Over-restricting after a binge. So that's Specifically just... Specifically food, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, so like people will say like on a Friday night or say like, we'll give it a weekend. Oh, I've had a total shit weekend. And then they get caught in a vicious cycle where they'll mm. over-restrict Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Friday comes... I've hardly ate out all week. I've been good all week. And the justification in that vicious circle stays forever. Yeah. So if you do have a shit day, a shit weekend, you haven't moved much, hell, I'm hungover as shit. The day I've only done 2,400 steps, which is my 10,000, when I'm aiming for 10,000, I ain't going to go right tomorrow. I've got to do 20,000 steps and sing four Hail Marys and not well um, and do three workouts. Just get back on it. Dial it back a little bit if you need to, like, couple, if you know you're going to go out on the drink, dial up mm. your calories back a couple of days beforehand, like 200 yeah. calories a day, Wednesday, Thursday, and then 200 on the f- Saturday, Sunday, if you want to be that anal about it. If not, yeah. just write it off as a shitty fucking day or a good day out and move just on. Trust the, just trust the process. Fitness is uh-huh. not the be-all and end-all of your life. It you need to have balance. If you make your life, you'll fail. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not going to stick to it 100% of the time, nor should you. And it's not good for you in your overall health. We're talking about your physical health. It's not yep. good for your mental health to stick to something rigidly um, unless that is the way you're inclined. It's not good for your overall. What you want to do is have a balance. Everything's balanced. I feel like we could we could probably talk for a year about, about that kind of concept. But oh, 100%. ultimately, have a plan. Trust it. Trust the process. If it's working overall, <coughs> don't beat yourself up about it. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't beat yourself up about it. And yeah. Look after yourself and each other. <laughs> Be excellent to each other. Yeah. Do you have anything else to go through or is there any questions from anybody else before we wrap it up? There's nothing in the chat if anybody wants to pop anything in. Nothing more no. in the chat. Should I Now's say. the time. Um, the only last thing that I ha- that we hadn't touched on, but we kind of did touch on it, was like the mobility and stuff. So it's just bringing back on yeah. that is not listening to your body and always, always, always expecting 
your body to be able to operate, like push, 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 push. And yeah. this is hypocritical as me because I will just absolutely I'll push through until the, the muscle snaps me. Like to be fair, to be fair to you and probably a lot of other people is um you've it depends on a lot of things. So you've you'll know your body and you'll get to know your body better over time during your fitness journey. Yeah. Um, for one of a better cliche. Um, sometimes you've just got to you just got to grit your teeth and get through it because sometimes you might feel like shit but actually once yeah. you start working out you know the difference you know, between yeah. a legit reason not to train yeah. and just being a bitch if you are injured take it easy yeah. if you are not feeling it sometimes you've you've just got to do it anyway and you the know be- what I mean? like the, what I would say though is if you are getting muscle tightness and you're con- like oh that's tight as out like I'm aching all the time mm. go for a massage like go for a sports massage not the happy ending ones well, I suppose <laughs> uh, go for a sports massage a good sports massage will have you feeling right as rain and guess what you get them not stunned out your muscles you'll start progressing quicker again yeah because the muscles will work at full capacity we had Ross on he's like meant well um look i know a lot of local people watch it so we've got like um kev chapman of sanctuary is it sanctuary sports he calls it sanctuary sports medicine um sports massage therapy sorry and paul turner in blythe as well of paul turner massage both awesome i highly recommend both of them and of course ross uh i can't think of anybody else but because i just use local so sounds good when those places are back open again, which I'm sure won't be long, hopefully. Keep your fingers crossed. Oh, yeah, nah. I'm dying for a massage. I'm just trying, dying to do a podcast in person. Do you think that'll be a good idea one day? <laughs> I was actually thinking this, and what I was going to say is, we'll, we'll go and we'll get set up with the services upstairs, <laughs> use their internet, and let's get pissed and make a podcast. Yeah, okay. That's a good idea, yeah. When yeah, you're not at work on a Monday and I'll just not book yeah. any cancel uh, any any um, things in. I mean, we could do a Saturday yeah. one, I suppose. But we'll just go and we'll just have beers and do a podcast in person. That'll Sounds be good. Working. All right, cool. I look forward to that. All right. Um, if anybody has any ideas for um, future episodes, not you know specific questions, obviously, as we've, we've said, you can always reach out. But also, if there's a topic you think is a big picture topic, like fitness mistakes and myths, et cetera, um, Give us a shout, give guys a shout, a shout. and uh, it's potentially something because we have no intention of not doing this every week, but obviously we'll end up repeating ourselves, we've already repeated ourselves a bunch of times, yeah. so if anybody has anything specific that, you know, you feel like isn't just a, a, a one question deal. Because we're then, very uh, focused on certain things as well, like yeah. there'll be stuff that's slipping under our radar that someone will go, we still talk about that, like yeah. ask with, message with, shoot a message to the thing, it, can be anonymous. You can be shouting out hell if you want to talk. If you want to have a discussion, we'll bring you on the show. Yeah. Even if it's just for, you know, 10% of the episode, if you want to dial in for, for a 10, 15 minute chat, then then obviously we're going yeah. we're gonna to facilitate that somehow. We've obviously got ideas for next week, for the coming weeks, but um, we're going to, it's all interchangeable. I've no well, idea what we're going to do for next week. To- There's a few totally ideas. Unscripted. So. Uh, yeah. I can't remember what I said. There was a couple I'm of re- ideas there, but. I want to do, I want to do one on a, uh... Social influence, so, social yeah. websites, yeah. social uh, social networking, and influencers. Yeah, sounds good. I might try to get ten percent off. Hmm. Shut up, Meg. That's a big. That's a big topic, but I feel like that's just going to be a rant. Like there'll be you talking for half an hour, and then me talking for half an hour, and that'll be it. <laughs> 
Um, it'll, be, it'll be Claire coming back in and going, you managed to die that swearing down for a few episodes <laughs> and you just went on a PR rant. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, listen, I'm going to go watch the match, so uh, I'll catch you next week. Cool. I'm going to go and, I don't know, background. <laughs> I'm going to go lie on the sofa. Get your 8,000 steps in that you have. I'm sick. I'm still kid-free for another hour, so <laughs> the kids come back. Awesome. Right, cool. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Um, we are now available on iTunes eventually. I'm so happy with that because I have no idea how to deal with that Apple crap. So the guys who were host to it, they sort it out for us. We're available on Spotify, Google Podcasts. There's like 15 other things we're available on. The, the YouTube replay. as well. If you, if YouTube, you do prefer yeah. listening with visual, which obviously we don't have any kind of added uh, value in terms of visual, but a lot of people, myself included, prefer to listen to YouTube <laughs> rather than listen to Spotify. It's a, yeah. it's a, it, I don't know what it is. It's just something about it. I like to have it there in the background. Makes it feel more kind of conversational. Yeah. Yeah. Keeps us focused, I think, is probably the, the reason. All right, cool. Cool. Let's, I'll send this to the internet and uh, we'll finish this with two claps and a Ric Flair. Take it easy, man. Cheers, guys. See you later, bud. Bye.